Welcome back to another episode of B-Hall Radio. I'm your host, Brian Rowan, with co-host Logan Everett. We've got Coach Ward on today for episode 85. Welcome to the show, guys. Appreciate you hopping on. Uh, happy New Year to uh, to you guys and the couple dozen people that are out there listening. It's good to be back. Haven't talked to you guys since uh, last year, so um, it's been a while. Excited to catch up. That was That's actually the first time <laughs> I've heard that this year so far. Really? I, um, so yeah. we get we got on home on the bus on New Year's Eve, and I told the guys uh, we can let you in Arvin if you need to get in there to drop some stuff off. Um, otherwise, I'll just um, I'll see you next year. And <laughs> I got about the same reaction. <laughs> and the next morning, so we we have practice on on New Year's morning, and um, and I had to do it. And I man, you look different. You something's changed. Maybe I just haven't seen you in a while. Did you hit him with the? Uh, you've had a whole year, or you've had a long time of rest you haven't you haven't yeah. wrestled since last year yeah i haven't seen you since last year you haven't worked out since last year yeah they didn't think it was as funny as we do they, they never do they never do logan used to laugh at that when i coached yeah him. i loved that when it was always he like, loved it that's exactly had, what you wanted to hear on New Year's Day. Off and it's like you had a combined like 36 hours off but it's like you had three days off of practice it's when like, i told logan i haven't checked your weight since last year get on the scale yeah. he loved it he was like coach you're so funny <laughs> Yeah, that was not a good one. Um, in all seriousness, we haven't had had an update in a while now. Like it, it has was, been a uh, minute. It was yeah. uh, like the end of November when we had our okay. last episode, and we were we were talking a little bit before the show. Logan and I, like, oh, you know, you know, we haven't, you know, we can recap the American duel. And we're like, that was four duels ago. That was over a month ago. Do we really want to go into that? Uh, but yeah, it has been a while. Well, let's catch up then, man. I'm excited to talk all things. Um, CrossFit, Peloton, Army Wrestling, um, anything else that comes up? Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get into all that. But I think I, mean, I don't think we need to go into a recap of, you know, the American and, and, and pen matches, you know, because they were so long ago. I think just, you know, what were some um, what were some things that stood out, um, key takeaways, you know, and then, you know, leading into the break before, um, you know, competing in Iowa here this this past weekend. Um, American duel, the team score ended up, uh, I think heavily in our favor, but it's one of those duels you look back on and you're like, man, that could have like, not easily, but that could have been a five, five split. Like, you know, there Mm -hmm. were some, some tough matches. And so it's, um, you hope that your team can recognize, like even coming after a duel meet where you have like a dominant team score win, you hope your team can recognize we got work to do, man. Like that could have been a five and five split. Um, and, um, and I'm not sure if we grasped that. I think coming off of the pin duel, um, again, a lopsided team score, but it really came down to like probably like six 15-second burst over the course of the duel meet that really separated the score, and we lost all of them. Um, and so I'm in no way like this, like saying that, oh, it was closer than it than it showed. wasn't. It wasn't close. Um, but it did come down to like some very crucial situations in matches. It wasn't even – matches that it came down to it came down to to positions and situations in matches which is what happens when you're when you're competitive and there's you know very closely matched opponents um we didn't win those situations where we had to be tough that's kind of been our focus I think Corey Shai said this to the team last year and it stuck with me and I've repeated it to them a few times this year Corey said you know what like we talk about being tough a lot but toughness in wrestling is recognizing what you need to do in that moment to get your hand raised and then doing it like that's being tough in a wrestling match and we either didn't recognize what needed to be done in some matches or if we did we didn't do it and so 
say what you want about our our our, our program and our guys. We weren't tough that last dual meet because uh, we lo lost every tough situation. So um, that's kind of been a focus sense of let's work on those critical moments in matches that are going to help make a difference. I thought that at the Soldier Salute Tournament in Iowa, I saw a lot of progress. And it's important that right now we carry that progress into our training because I tell the team all the time, like the oftentimes the last place success shows up is on the scoreboard. Like it starts with a decision. It starts with this is what I'm, I'm about and this is what I want to be known for. And then your actions follow that. Sometimes it happens quick. Most often it takes a while. That's why it's called a process. It's like, but I like where we're at in it right now. I think people have recognized they've made a decision that that is unacceptable and I need to be known for this instead of that. And now our actions are starting to lead towards that. So I'm excited. We didn't have everything we wanted at the tournament in Iowa, but I saw some progress in some areas that we really need. So it's important we carry that momentum into our training. Yeah, yeah I no, thought the uh, there was some good results at the soldier salute. Um, but I, I, the tournament was they placed out to sixteen. Is that the the tournament was was fantastic? And I'll tell you, one of the things that made it so great is if you went zero and two or one and two in your bracket, they dropped you down into other brackets, and so you don't have you know everybody got at least three or four matches out of the tournament, and so it's not like like um like a Midlands or something that you go to where you travel across the country, you could go 0 and 2, and that's all you get. Now that's I mean that's part of it. That's part of the sport. But given the option of of only wrestling two matches or having the chance to wrestle a minimum of three or four, which one would you take? It's an obvious choice. So yeah, they did that for the teams, and I think every coach and competitor there appreciated them doing that, adding some extra matches for us. It was yeah. mostly Division One programs there too, right? It wasn't like I feel like Midlands has a good amount of unattached d2 that was one of the um i mean that was one of our stipulations on attending is it had to be a division one tournament um i was kind of disappointed that some indiana tech guys were in there and it's no disrespect to them but we happened to wrestle i think all four of them like there were four indiana tech guys in the tournament and um and we wrestled all four so that's four matches that don't that basically don't go on our record um, but other than that, it was all division one and that's what you want. Like if you're going to spend the money and the time and go compete, these matches need to go on your record. So having an only division one, that was important for us. I think that's great that they all got to wrestle multiple matches, even if you <laughs> lost, but I mean, there, there is something to be said about going 0 and 2 and then having to practice the next morning, but before the tournament that that'll so change that'll change a match well here's the thing this time it wasn't me telling them that they had to make weight it's like hey you have another match tomorrow you're making weight yeah um so to give all the viewers like here's some insight into how we do things when we used to go to vegas midland scuffle you name it if it's a two-day tournament if you're there on my team our team but i'm the coach if you're there um you're weighing in and wrestling on both days no matter what and unless you're hurt, you can't do it. So there have been some very sad faces on the second morning of those tournaments where you're out of the tournament, you're not wrestling, but um, you didn't go there for a one day experience. And so coach says you're making weight and you're working out or wrestling a match the next morning. But this time it was the tournament director that said that not coach Ward. So um, I didn't get nearly as many bad looks and 
Yeah, that's good. People calling me bad names behind my back, Logan. Those are those well, are matches count too. So yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it it gives you a little more purpose because the other way sucks, but it does like I don't know. That's something you take away. You're like, I don't want to. I don't want to do that again. I don't want to feel that again. Yeah. They yeah. brought you down into the NIT tournament for day two. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. We we didn't get as nice of gifts, but yeah, we have we got in the tournament. <laughs> Uh, well, that that kind of brings a good topic to mind that Logan and I were talking about before this of like the state of college wrestling. Um, there's been a lot of, you know, kind of bitching on Twitter and message boards about, you know, saturated events between the scuffle, the Midlands and the soldier salute and, and wrestlers not wrestling. Um, you know, I saw, you know, you replied to um, Justin Bash, you know, kind of say, hey, why don't we have all these events together? Um, and you and a lot of other, a lot of other coaches were like, no, that's the worst idea. Um, yeah. You could expand yeah. on that. I'd love to hear that. Uh, you know, just your thoughts on that in general. And where you know. I don't know Justin personally, I've listened to his podcast and follow his stuff. I think he's a, a sharp guy that has a passion and a good mind for wrestling. So I'm glad that he's tuned into the sport and, and wants to see it improve. We need more people like him. I don't know him personally, but I got a feeling we would get along. Um, but I don't like the idea of combining all those tournaments. And here's why the example I use with him is like, you don't try to combine all the bowl games into one game. You want to create as many viewing opportunities and events as you can. Um, to be fair, like to create events, you need something to promote and then you have to back up what you promote. Like if you, if you're going to promote something that needs to take place. And so um, no shows and medical forfeits, those are an issue. Like there's no denying that that's not me pointing the finger at anybody either. Like, I mean, no shows are like, you have no idea what's going on in somebody's life. Um, and it's not my decision. It's not up to me to make that decision for them. So I'm not pointing my finger at anybody. I'm just saying like rest events are best when the stars, so to speak, when they show up. Um, but having multiple events, that's why the black Knight invite such a good event. Um, because it's small and, and, but it's e efficient and what I would call like talent dense, you know, there's a lot of really good people in a, in a small field. We need more events like that. The, the 32 man or 64 man bracket over two days, that's brutal. Nobody wants that. Um, only diehard wrestling fans want that. The, um, the soldier salute to give you an idea, it was paced almost exactly like the EIWA tournament. And think about EI, EIWA and big 10, you have 17 teams in the EIWA What's Big Ten up to now? Out of 14, 15? Something like that. Um, so those are 14 and 17 man brackets over the course of two days. The only other tournament that really matters, the NCAA tournament, is 32 man over three days. And so th that timing is perfect where you wrestle in the morning, you wrestle in the evening, and you come back and do the same thing the next day. You try to get 32 man, 64 man bracket in two days, like you're wrestling all day. Um, and that's tough on the athletes. It's tough on the coaches. The only people that want to watch that are diehards. Um, so smaller, more and smaller and, and talent rich events is the way to go. Yeah, I think that's what other questions you have about the state of college wrestling. I love debating these things. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I hadn't thought of it from that perspective of, uh, like the 14 to 17 man team, how that replicates the conference tournament. You know, and it was the same. It was the exact same pacing as EIWA. You go there. If you win in the morning, you go home until the quarters. 
if you lose first round, then you got to stick around and, and have a wrestle back match. I mean, so it, for us, it was, it was an exact simulation of the, uh, the pacing of the EIWA tournament. That was a great experience for us. You kind of hit on it a little bit, but like, do you, do you think people not wrestling is a problem? And I know there's like, you never know what's going on in somebody's life. And this is Brian. And I talked about it before you got on, but it's just like, there's a disconnect sometimes I think between it's like coaches don't need to explain wrestlers don't need to explain why they're not there. Who knows what they have going on. Right. But at the same time, like the fans think they're that they are do something. I don't know. And maybe it's because you're paying for an event or you're paying for a subscription to something that you want to watch and then you're not getting what's sold or advertised. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I'll, I'll mention two things in this one. I think there's always going to be an issue with fourth, fifth, sixth year guys competing over Christmas break, wear and tear on your body over the course of a career. That's a real thing. And, um, and by the time that you're a, a, a red shirt, medical red shirt, junior, senior, sixth, seventh year, senior, I mean, how many other times do you have to quote unquote rest in the course of a season? Like you, you don't have much. Um, and so that's always going to be an issue. Um, two is, is if dual meets were more prominent, you'd see less people sitting out because let's say we sit one guy out, but another superstar on our team can score 25 points in a tournament. Yeah. That superstar can only score six points in a dual meet. That's it. It doesn't matter how good they are. Um, so dual meets require you to have much more balance so people can't sit as much. Third thing I'll say um, is um, if what people don't understand, like most tournaments that you go to, you're paying them to bring your athlete. Like, you know, when we went to Midlands, we paid $100 per athlete for us to have the privilege of wrestling in that event. Um, they're not paying us. Like, I mean, Soldier's Salute gave us a travel stipend because they're awesome. And their tournament's called the Soldier's Salute, and they wanted West Point there. So they gave us money to show up. So I feel obligated to show up. I'm taking their money. We need to show up. Um, but when you have teams paying to go to an event, um, like they don't owe you anything. Now the fans that are paying to show up, maybe they feel like they're owed and that's fine. But if I'm a tournament director and I, and I want a team to bring all 10 of their starters, unless they're on the injury reserve, I better pay them to show up, put that in the contract. I mean, that's what happens in professional sports, right? Like there's a NFL, they publish the injured reserves, right? Their injury list um, because they're getting paid to do it. It's backward in college sports. We're paying them for the right to show up. So if somebody doesn't feel good, coaches don't think they should wrestle, then they don't owe anybody anything. Um, so from that standpoint, you know, you can look at it either way you want. But that's just a, a different perspective on, on that situation. If somebody pays me $10,000, I better show up. If I'm paying them a hundred bucks, I'll show up if I want. Yeah. I think a lot of people jump to the conclusion of people are just dodging to protect their seed and, and maybe that's part of it right but it's like no how often is that actually the case i would Never. argue probably less than than what they think i mean no no true competitor is protecting their seed in december or january give me a break that's not it nobody is protecting yeah. their seed in december or january um now that may happen later on in the year as you start to get a really good mm -hmm. idea of what you're going to be seeded but right now, I mean, that's that argument's weak. Nobody's protecting their seed at this point of the year because you don't even have one yet. That's you know, like you, yeah. you don't want to have it. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think there's a lot of uh, people are really going at it online. Everybody's got good ideas or they think what they think are good ideas. You think that ranking points are a good idea? I do. Tell me Partially. more. Tell me. Um, I don't know. I think that the senior level thing kind of does it right where it's like you incentivize. I don't know. You could have a list of four or five tournaments, ideally that are on different time frames, so people can not have to pick one or the other that they show up to, but it encourages competition. But one thing that I think kind of sucks for people that sit out is like, you know, we, we might go to that tournament because we want to compete against Iowa or whoever. And then when those guys don't wrestle, we lose that opportunity to compete against those people and, you know, improve our ranking or do whatever. So I think that that kind of maybe hurts the smaller guy in the long run, but I, I think it's an, a unique thing. And maybe that's like, you can't earn a seed or you can't improve your ranking until you've wrestled a set amount of matches. Um, but then that also, then you get in the end of the year where Spencer Lee's wrestled four matches and he's unseated and, and messes up the entire bracket or who, who knows, you know, I think, ranking ranking points in a series could be really cool you would have to have multiple events and maybe like a cap like you can only go to two out of these five events because what you wouldn't want to happen is the top 10 guys in the country keep getting the points over and over and the guy who's 11th in the country just keeps missing out and you know and, and has as many points as the 30th ranked guy in the country you know what i mean you would have to you'd have to place it out to like 16 or 17 per event yeah. and give points for that that would be a cool idea. Logan, I think you're onto something. You're pretty smart. You must have went to a really good school. <laughs> I got through. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it's, a, I don't know, like I have thought about that and thought it would be cool. And I, I get what you're saying. But then at the same time, like, isn't that what the fan wants? Like from the fan perspective, they want to see the top 10 guys wrestle five tournaments a year, which is like, it does take away from the end of the year. But at the same I mean, time, I like, get it. I get it, but this is like this is amateur sports too, and and this may be a little bit of like a romanticized view of it, but um, or an idealistic view. This is this is amateur sports, and let's not forget the reason that we're involved in college athletics is you know to give people the opportunity to grow and develop through the through the avenue of athletics. Um, so you want to give everybody an opportunity um, to get out of sports what we all are thankful that we got. Out of, out of the sport you know right, none right. of us have olympic gold medals but we're all very grateful for everything that we learned going through college athletics um so you don't want to take away opportunities from um you know less successful programs to get their guys involved and, and learn the lessons that we think are the reasons wrestling's great um and just hand those to the top seven or eight schools you know but we could talk about this all day i don't know if I don't know if the fans, if they want to hear about it, but um, we got good ideas, man. But I think we can all agree with this. As the rules have evolved and you qualify for the NCAA tournament differently, um, events have not evolved at the same rate as the rules. And, um, and, and event organizers need to look at that. They need to stop pointing their fingers at coaches and athletes and take a look and say, like, well, why aren't these guys showing up to my event? Because if you want them at your event, you can freaking figure out a way to do it. Because these people aren't running the tournaments for free. I'll promise you that. They're not walking out of there losing money for running that tournament. So if you want people to show up, figure out a way to make them show up and stop blaming everybody else. Yeah, maybe maybe we put the cap at three ranking series tournaments and you do them in, I don't know, Vegas or Nashville, places where people want to go. Like if you're going to do one like over 
December or January where it's cold, like put one in the freaking South or somewhere where like people can go and actually enjoy their time. Like don't put it, nothing against like Minnesota or something, but it's cold there and nobody really wants to travel there. So it's like do that. And then, and then you can just remove the uh, team champion from the end and then have that be a dual meet. Maybe we'll get some good questions. Hey, this will be like some good questions for our next episode. Like the fans will have all the answers. So I'm excited. Yeah. Think of some questions. It sounds a lot like the collegiate duels. What do you, did you, do you like that approach? I loved it. I think national duels, that event was slipping awesome. I think all the competitors loved it. I think everybody liked national duels. Um, What's the status of that? Why is that not happening? (laughs) Well, if you want to know the truth, here's the truth. Um, you follow the money, okay? Um, who does and who doesn't want a national duels? And who are the most influential people? Just follow the trail of money between the most successful programs under the current system and the people that organize these events and see if that money's being shared by any of these different people that are afraid um i'll let somebody out there do the investigative work um these are all not for profits so somebody that wants to figure out where who is giving the most money between different very powerful groups and organizations can figure it out that's the easy answer i'll let somebody do the hard work i've got a hunch follow the money and you'll figure out why decisions are made what are you saying that somebody's out there is paying our pay our haters are being paid to stir the pot would you say no, nobody's <laughs> being paid to stir the pot. What I'm saying is, um, if you're against change, um, like let's, most people are for a national duels type thing. If you're not, I would encourage somebody to, hey, let's follow the money and see where, let's see why, let's see why this hasn't happened. Because with with 90% of coaches supporting it, it should happen. Why isn't it? And then I'll let somebody else take it from there. What about the new like collegiate duels that you know happened a few weeks ago? Do you like that concept of it? So that was just like a group of teams getting together and wrestling, right? It's just unofficial. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, mean, I, yeah. I, I like the, the idea that they they separated so you were rest, it wasn't Big Ten schools were wrestling Big Ten schools. It was you know out of conference by design, and you we, had really good matchups as well. We loved it, and we would have we would have taken part in it given a different timing. For, that was like right at the end of finals week for us. Yeah. And we just can't do it. I loved I think that event was a great idea. I think more events like that, um, the better. Yeah, the Penn State Iowa State match was was pretty good. Yeah. There was a lot of competitive matches matches there. Well, I thought it I, I thought it was yeah, I thought it was freaking awesome. Um I didn't watch all the matches, but I followed along. I, I love those types of events. Yeah, it's a good thing. So getting back to army wrestling specifically okay. forward um, here in the next uh, couple of weeks, you know, you've got the FMM open next week and then traveling down to North Carolina the week after, um, you know, what, what's the next couple of weeks look like, you know, competitively, you know, from those events, um, what are you excited about? So um, we are sending a group of about 20 wrestlers to the Franklin and Marshall open this Friday. Um, I can tell you who they are. I've got it here. We're going to send, uh, Farmer, Couch, Franco, Stodd, Yurichuk, Vasquez, Hummel, Keel, Montgomery, Persley, Botello. He's back in action. Nice. Um, I didn't know that. 
Thomas Deck is back at 149. Trey McDaniel, Mark Metz, Christian Hunt, Joe Metz, Stevenson, Frable, and Tom Godby are all going to compete at uh, Franklin and Marshall this Friday. And, and that ended up being like just you never know at open tournaments who's going to show up until the morning of the tournament. Um, that's probably going to be the toughest one-day tournament in the country. Just just looking at the teams that have registered and um, and prepaid for spots. Now, you never know if they're going to show up because I think we paid for like 30 spots and we're only showing up with 20. Um, but the, the list of teams that reserved a lot of spots there, if I remember right, like Virginia, North Carolina, Air Force, um, Pitt, Penn, West Point, um, Navy, a handful of schools are bringing like their entire rosters. And then you mix in a lot of other schools that are bringing a few. Um, it's going to be a banger of a one-day event. It just didn't work for us to send our guys that they wrestled four to six matches last week to go into a one-day tournament and wrestle five or six matches in one day again. Um, so we had never planned on sending everybody to both. Um, but so after the Franklin Marshall, we go down on a trip through North Carolina on Friday, the 13th of January, we have a duel at NC State in Raleigh. We need to talk about that, um, that social that we have there. Two days later, we wrestle Garner-Webb and Queens at Garner-Webb. So we'll get uh, three dual meets and that swing through North Carolina in the middle of the month. Nice. Yeah, so talk about the, the reception a little bit. Um, okay. So a, excited. Yeah, a preception and a reception. Uh, we're going to meet at Mitch's Tavern, 5.30 p.m. It's like a block or, or so away from uh, Reynolds Coliseum where the dual meet is. We're going to meet there, 5.30, Mitch's Tavern, West Point Wrestling Club Social. I'll be there. Um, a lot of our fans, it's capped at 60 attendees. You can sign up at westpointwrestlingclub.org. Um, a hundred bucks a bracelet gets you three um, drink tickets and uh, there's free apps for everybody that are there. Um, now it's a hundred bucks. You're probably not going to eat and drink a hundred bucks worth of food um, and drink. Maybe you will. You'll be extra rowdy at the event. Um, but look, the bottom line is, I mean, this is a fundraiser for our program at the same time. So um, you're going to get something out of the deal. We're going to be able to mingle with uh, former Army wrestlers, alumni, and fans. And we're going to support the West Point Wrestling Club. And then we're going to walk over to Reynolds Coliseum and support uh, our wrestling team against one of the best teams in the country. So we're looking forward to that event, westpointwrestlingclub.org. Sign up. Your bracelet will be waiting for you at the door. Mitch's Tavern we will have a good time before and after the dual meet there. Yeah, I think this is uh, – we didn't talk about the uh... – the Army Navy football tailgate, but I think that was a pretty successful day. Army got the victory um, in uh, you know in dramatic fashion, and I think we we won the tailgate as well. Um, Dude, that was amazing. That tailgate, the Johnny Mac Foundation tailgate. Um, thanks to, to for you and Tommy Hendricks for hooking us up, and and for the Johnny Mac Foundation to let us be a part of their tailgate. That was I've never seen. It wasn't a tailgate. It was a block party um, before a football game. It was incredible. They had everything that you could want. Um, what was it? A hundred bucks to sign up for that? Like yeah. that's, you definitely got a hundred dollars of food and drink before that game. It was incredible. The game was amazing. Um, yeah. What a, what a fun time. Yeah, that was, I'm, I'm bummed. I didn't get to make it, but I will be at the next one for NC state. Well, bring some friends. Yeah. I haven't checked the, um, the roster yet, but, um, yeah, let, let's make sure we pack the tavern and walk over to the Coliseum together. So, Invite your friends. Let's let's have a good time. 
I'm trying to get everybody from Fort Bragg there. I know that there's a group that's planning on going already. I've talked to Russ about it. Russ, well, they Russ, should. There's no there. excuse not to. Like, we'll I, never get closer. It's like an like hour. This. It's like an hour from Bragg, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this is the Russ time didn't even to do text it. me back. Shout out to Russ Parsons for just no. No, that's he'll he'll get back to you in about three weeks. <laughs> and I tried to message him on Instagram last night, and I see a story saying he's shutting down his Instagram for six months. You just call oh, him if you need him. Is that his New Year's resolution? He's detoxing from Instagram. Come on, Russ yeah. Bus. He put some like dramatic music in the in the story as well. <laughs> well, that's that's normal. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's. So checked I out. have a lot of folks that would want to come to the reception, but I don't know if I want to invite them all because my my former club in North Carolina, one of the they have a current wrestler on the NC State lineup, so they're going to be coming out in full force, like rooting for NC State. I'm like, I don't know if I want those vibes, you know, at our reception. You know, they're going to be like, they're going to pay the donations. Invite them, yeah. That's like, um, we'll have our cake and eat it too, you know. We'll invite we them, we can charge them a, a $50 ticket that's good for nothing except a donation to the yeah. Invite them. Here's here's what I would say invite them, let's fill this thing up. And if people get left out, the next time they'll jump on it a little bit earlier. Invite everybody, fill it up. Yeah, we can. I don't know how much you've looked at NC State, but I mean, obviously, really solid team, they're always solid. Um, should be some good competition for, for our guys. Uh, yeah, I think it would be pretty good competition. I mean, I haven't looked at their their roster up. Well, and I haven't really watched them. Um, some but, of their matches, they get a really good environment for too. So hopefully that's. Oh, the this case one's well. gonna be sick. It's like military appreciation night on a Friday oh, night right. at yeah at the Coliseum. It's, they it's they get a, a really good crowd at NC State matches. I yeah, it's gonna be. It's yeah, it's yeah. gonna be sick. Yeah, the crowd's gonna. We've had our past few dual meets. We've had more fans than the home team. It's not going to be the case there. I don't think like they're going to show up, but we need to show up too. Like we need to get loud. Well, the three drinks should help. <laughs> Listen, if it takes four, I'll make it four. All right, let's just fill this you know, thing up let's and just, get loud. Yeah, let's let's your four your we'll fourth drinks four. on me. We'll settle it four. Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys? Are you going to be down there, like all weekend? Or are you guys leaving? Well. Probably not because of class. Yeah, I think we'll probably leave Thursday after class. Um, so we'll miss one day of class. Not ideal, but I mean, you have to do it during the season. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be down there Friday morning. So, all right, let's Let grab some coffee. We'll get together. Yeah. Sounds good. The, uh, I'm staying. I'm staying through Saturday. We're going to the Penguins game Saturday night in Raleigh. Oh, you are. Sick. Yeah. Make are a weekend of it on Saturday night and then travel into Garden Web on Sunday morning, or you guys, I don't know. I don't know. I have such a good staff, I have no idea what's going on anymore. <laughs> you. Yeah, it's amazing. I went from my first trip here getting on the on the bus and calling roll. And, and I remember Ty Reedy, Captain Reedy at the time, was like, Hey, what are you, the hell are you doing? Sit down. And I was like, well, I gotta make sure everybody's here. And he's like, No, you don't. He's like, That's why you have a staff and team captains. And I was like, Oh, okay. And now I have no idea when we're even leaving. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea what we're doing. It's called trust. Yeah. Yeah. Trust or, you know, laziness, whatever. I don't know. I like whatever it is. I like it. So with the, with the starters kind of having an extended um, kind of time frame from, for matches, are they, you know, working on a lot of specific stuff? Are you, are you guys doing practices uh, you know, as a team? You know, I know the core gets back and you have a little bit of time off. Are you able to, do a lot more individual practices now in the next week and take advantage of the time. It's been um, 
we've been doing group sessions um, twice a day. And so, you know, what I told the team is you need to think about this like wrestling school. You know, academic school is not in session, but if if it was, you'd be spending four to five hours a day in a classroom, get ready to spend four to five hours a day in the wrestling room instead. And so that's what we've been doing, you know, about two hours or so in the morning and, and two hours or so in the afternoon with, um, you know, some talking about some important things either before and after. So we're spending five hours a day in the wrestling room right now, which is um, a good chunk of time. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's very focused on, here's what you have to, to realize is like, there's always a list of 50 things you could get better at. Um, some of those things you can get better at by just boom, show this. You didn't know this before and now you do, and now you're better. Some of these things take weeks to get better at. Um, what we have to do as coaches is narrow down that list of positions, techniques, principles, whatever that you want to work on that can make the biggest difference that it's achievable right now. Like what's the most important, the most impactful, and the most readily like low-hanging fruit? What can you improve on right now? You look at all those factors, you make a list of here's what we're going to spend our time on, here's what we're going to invest our time in this week. Um, and so, I mean, that, that kind of thought goes into every practice, to be honest with you. If not, you're just kind of making minimal progress. We try to be very intentional and, and deliberate about the things that we're working on and spending time on and talking about. So, um, yeah, there's there's more than just a little bit of planning that goes into these things. That's interesting. Yeah, I Things have changed a lot since I was in college wrestling, I think. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how it was ran there. I know Chuck Barbie's a smart guy, one hell of a wrestler and a, a brilliant technician and wrestling mind. I can tell you this. I mean, coming off the, the tournament in Iowa, we've got to finish single legs faster. We know how to do it, but if you hesitate, then you get beat. Um, so we don't have to learn new technique. We have to get our timing better on some finishes where we know the technique, but listen, so does the other guy. And if you hesitate and, and they get to it first, then you can know all you want, but you're not going to finish. We, so we have to work on timing on finishes a little bit quicker. We have to work on, like we spent two and a half hours this morning on cross-body leg riding defense. I mean, we got chewed up in a couple matches and it cost us in a couple matches where a guy put in a cross-body leg and, and we didn't get out. We spent, like I said, you know, an hour or 150 minutes in the wrestling room this morning covering just that. Um, where yesterday was a different position. We spent about four hours working on top yesterday. Like we have some specific takeaways that that we can build. And here's the thing, when, you, when, when you're a pretty good team, like we are, we're pretty good, we're not great. We're working on getting there. When you're, but when you're, when you're good, progress becomes slower. It's a lot easier to go from a one to a six than it is from a six to an eight, and then an eight to a 10. Like the progress we make is pretty incremental right now. So we have to be patient, but at the same time, like there has to be some urgency to it, but as coaches, we have to, you know, it doesn't happen overnight because we're already pretty good. And so the gains that you make can be smaller and slower, but we have to make those gains if we're going to get to the next level. Yeah. Well, that answered our, um, our question. We had a, we had a listener question about, um, technique perspective what the, what the team needs to work on so i mean here's the thing when you get to a single leg um running to the backside is almost or about half the time is the right thing to do but if a guy gets to a wizard situation a little bit early and you keep running to the back you're just making his wizard tighter and by the time you recognize that you decide to circle out to the front and try to attack the knee if he's already locked you down you're never going to catch up to the knee like you can't get out in front fast enough so you know ethan bergen has to be able to hit that leg and then immediately come out front to the knee 
like get one or two hands on the knee and be able to pick it up. And then maybe you pick it up and you go behind him. But if you keep running behind him, it's just going to get tighter. And if it gets tight, it doesn't matter how much technique you know how to circle to the front and attack the knee, you're not going to get there. That's one specific situation. What other technical things would you like to know, Brian? I could go on about this stuff for hours. Let's say it's let's say it's fourth quarter, about six and a half minutes left. You're down 14. You score a touchdown. Do you go for two or you kick the extra point? I, I mean, I me, I'm going for two. Let's win. Let's win. The That's game. the right answer. Let's go. Was that the right answer? I have no idea. So, a lot of college coaches would agree with you. Let's go. Whatever I would do, I would just say, "What would Monk and do?" And then I would do that. <laughs> WWMD. Yeah. Well, Logan and I were talking about that question before this, and exactly the way you described it was like, "There's one example. There's 150 others um, for the you know for just a few other guys on the team. I'm sure." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know we can technique is part of our sport, and I love it, so we could dive in. But nobody wants to hear that. What uh, we can keep things rolling. Um, shout out to Dave Collinger. He texted me right before this. He said, you guys got to hang out a little bit in Iowa. What's up, DC? We did get to hang out a little, a little bit. He might be the reason I was a little sleepy on day two of the tournament. We hung out for a little bit there in the hotel lobby after the first night of the tournament. We had a good time catching up. It's always great to see him. He didn't have any questions, though. I hit him up. I was like, hey, we're about to go on here. Oh, he's got questions. He fired. Listen, he, this guy's got questions. So he just sounds, sounds like direct, he, got he has a direct line. So he doesn't have to type in through Instagram. He's got a direct line. He told me some funny stories. He was chirping at some of the uh, other coaches at the event, and they were trying to I'm chirp. shocked. <laughs> He's a wrestling fan. He likes to stir the pot. We need more people like him. <laughs> yeah. Um, is, that the, uh, is that the first time we've seen Navy this year? Well, they didn't have all their guys there. Um, Did they not? No. So – I don't know. It may have been the, the the first time, but they didn't have their their full starting ten. Um, yeah. Well, that was all the all the topics and questions I had. Um, Logan, coach, I don't know if you've got got anything come through in your inbox. Um, no. Nope. Um, I think it's a good good place to end. Um, really excited for next weekend um, at NC State. Catch up, see a lot of familiar faces. Uh, not only from West Point, but also North Carolina, um, where I used to reside. So um, if you guys don't have anything else, I think it's a good place to stop. Appreciate you coming on, Coach. Yeah, man, it's always good to catch up. Wish everyone out there a very happy new year, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. I would say for um, NC State, it'll be a four-day weekend probably for most military people. So most people will probably be in Friday before the match. Um, we have the – event planned already but if you get in earlier than that hit me or brian up i know we'll both be there and i'm sure we'll be down to hang out the reception so, before the reception well if, if you think i'm not pre-gaming that you're crazy you're talking about the pre-reception <laughs> yeah the pre-pre-game <laughs> all right well i'll swing by see you guys there all right awesome well, thanks again coach appreciate it go army Yeehaw. Yeehaw, be Navy. Everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the B-Hall Radio Show. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. If there's something you'd like to hear on a future show, reach out to us on any of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Or you can reach us at email, 
bhaw.radio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts, and as always, go Army, be Navy.